Hello, everybody, and welcome to the OV Community Udemy chat. And tonight we're going to be looking at how we can use some uh, the third-party platforms out there in conjunction with our Udemy course. So this is probably you've got your Udemy course, you're, you're, you're ready to go, and now you're thinking about how can I reach outside Udemy? How can I start to create a presence outside Udemy if you haven't already got one? That's the sort of things we're going to be looking at. few bits of housekeeping. If you listen to the podcast, make sure you go onto iTunes and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there. We've got a great Udemy tips newsletter. I'm going to put the link on a card in YouTube and in the description on YouTube. So go and check that out. And what we'll also do is at the end, we'll get some, I'm going to bully the panelists to get some coupons, and they're going to give us some coupons, which I'll put in the description, and they've got some great courses. So that's the basic housekeeping. And before we get going, I'm just going to ask from my left to my right uh, for everyone to introduce themselves. So I'm going to start with Philomena, if you can go first. Hello, I'm Philomena Timberlake, um, Mark and myself, um, and uh, Two other partners. We run a company called SME Heroes, and we do um, online uh, marketing, do video production, photography, uh, marketing funnels. The list goes on. Uh, heavily involved with Udemy, um, and look forward to tonight's hangout. Oh, I'll be looking. I'll be monitoring the questions. So if you've got any questions, please put it in the uh, in the Q and A, and we'll pick them up. Okay, uh, and now on our right is if you're a regular viewer. Uh, oh, Rob's just joined us. I'll come back to Rob in a minute. He's timed that perfectly. Um, I'm just going to let Scott introduce himself while uh, Rob gets himself set up. Scott, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to on Udemy. Hi, everybody. My name is Scott Patton. I'm the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology. And I've got a number of podcast courses on Udemy, and I made the mistake of telling a whole bunch of the clients that I work with about Udemy and they said, well, we want to do that too. So I have now got alternative health courses and uh, EFT courses and stock option trading courses and uh, <laughs> a whole menagerie of, of courses, uh, relationship courses that are, that are all going there. But uh, uh, it's been quite an experience. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I, th I think everybody who's got something to share should be talking uh, and sharing it on Udemy. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Tim, uh, an introduction. Obviously, it's your first time on the Hangout. We've been waiting for you to, for your technology to get ready because we wanted you on for a while. So, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing on Udemy. Yeah, hi, yeah, my name's Tim Cooper, and uh, basically I'm an online instructor, podcaster. Most of my courses help online instructors create courses and uh, connect with their students, so into student engagement and everything else. So I run a, I run a podcast called the eCourse Domination Podcast. Got the eCourseDomination.com website. And yeah, and when I'm not uh, helping instructors instruct, I'm a soft tissue therapist. I actually work with elite athletes. So in a couple more hours, I'll be going into clinic and sticking acupuncture needles in and, and rubbing and that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's what so I tell do. It, tell everybody what the time is there right now. The time right now is uh, is 5 a.m. and I'll get out of bed at 4:30 a.m. I'm still halfway through my first coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, this is some serious dedication from Tim. He lives on the upside down part of the world. He'll understand that joke as he's in calm English. And he's Australian. Everybody else won't get it. Um, and hey, Jeremy's just joined us. That's great. So Jeremy's managed to make it. Um, Rob, let me just. Uh, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us about yourself for those that don't know you. Uh, yeah, my name's Rob Coven, and I've been on Udemy for two years. I was a web designer, graphic designer, and I do courses on web graphic design and other internet marketing-related um, subjects. Excellent, excellent. So Rob's a very experienced instructor. Um, I'll ask Rob to give me the link after the show to his website. He's got very open uh, sharing, so he shows you his revenues, a successful instructor on Udemy, and he shares a lot of really high-quality information. So I recommend you guys subscribe to his newsletter, go and have a look at his website, and um, jump on. It's really good to have you as well, Rob, because tonight we're going to be talking about third-party uh, having 
and I know you've been through the pain of putting courses on your own websites. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot to think. And I just want to give a shout out to Jeremy. Jeremy, hey, good to have you back. Hey, y'all. Uh, not going to be able to stay to hang out. I just want to check in and, and say hi. Uh, got a mom's birthday party here at the house, and I thought I'd be back in time, but I'm not going to be able to make it. So. I got it on my phone, so I was able to hop on real quick and let y'all know. But uh, I, I'm definitely going to watch this because I had a lot of questions, uh, mainly um, concern about, um, you know, if I'm going to build a big marketing funnel and, and, and a big platform of courses, um, why should I stay on Udemy versus just uh, doing that on my own site? Because it seems like a whole lot of work to go through all that. And then, you know, why not just host it on your own site? So. I'm going to hop off. I'm sorry I can't stay, but if y'all get a chance to answer that question for me, that was the main thing I, I wanted to talk about is at what point do you move from a third-party platform to your own website? I'm sure you'll discuss it. Sorry I can't stay, but uh, thanks for the invite, and I uh, look forward to definitely uh, checking out the Hangout later. Excellent. Thank you, Jeremy. Really appreciate that. Thanks for popping in. Um, Paula couldn't make it tonight. She wanted to come on, Paula Guilfoy. Unfortunately, her two children have got a stomach bug. So she's got mum duties tonight and she can't leave the kids. So we've got Robin Slee. So let's just give some shout outs to the Q&A. We've got Robin Slee, Scott Scaltroff. Uh, we've got Richard Stewart. Eileen's there. Hey, Eileen. Me and Eileen have been blabbing today. Um, so nice to see Eileen again. Sheila's here as well. And uh, so we've got some more and more people will join. This has been surprised me, actually, guys, this one, how popular it's been. Because I can gauge how many people are signing up to watch it. And we've got over 54 people say they want to watch this live. So, you know, that's, that's quite a significant number. So it just goes to show this is a question um, a lot of people have. So let's – I think we need to define, first of all, what a third-party platform is. Um, so when we talk about third, there's two things we need to talk about. It's hosting on your own website. That's one thing. And then there's a third-party platform, like you've got Fedora and Zendler, and there's a host of others out there, but two I'm familiar with are Fedora and Zendler. And they basically allow you to put your course on there, and we'll discuss them more as we go along, and they charge a commission. The difference, the main difference being, I think, with those is they allow you to capture the email address, whereas Udemy they capture everything. So you've got third-party platforms, but then you can also create your own website and host your own courses. Now, I know Rob's had a lot of experience with that, so we, we'll come to that. But before we go into discussion, I just want to – we'll start with this, I think, is what are the pros and cons um, of using a third-party platform? Is it all pro? Is it all con? What, 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 do, what, what do we think or what questions do we have about that? Well, let me jump in by saying the number one question I think an online instructor needs to ask is, how large is my following? Because if you, if that's where you need to start. I've just turned on my computer for the first time. I don't even know how to send an email, so I know nobody online versus the person that's got 200,000 people in his email list. He's got 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Those are totally different situations. So for me, I like the third party using Udemy because I was seduced by 7 million students on the platform already, $65 million in venture capital. We're growing, we're doubling. We're So I'm saying, you know, where's the best place to have a restaurant? Where the hungry people are is the answer. So I thought this was great. The place is blowing up. There's lots of people here. So, and I have an email list, full disclosure, of 100 people. So, uh, if, so for me, it was great. Like, wow, all these people started. I started creating a community, everything else. I'm pretty happy with Udemy and, every, and, and all that. But if I had 100,000 people on my list and I was emailing them on a regular basis and, they, and I was selling products to them and everything else, I would not share that list with Udemy. They don't share the list with me. I don't share the list with them. So I think the first part of this question is, where are you? Oh, I have no problems marketing. I've got a gazillion people following me on Twitter and everywhere else. Then why would you want, like, because Udemy, what it does, in my opinion, is it gives you an easy way to put up your course, and it gives you traffic. 
If you have no problem with traffic, there are lots of easy ways to put up your course, so then you need to sort of rethink it. Mm, excellent. I think that's an excellent, excellent sort of uh, introduction. Does anybody else want to jump in on that? Okay. And I think I think that's that's really really important is to understand, you know, what Udemy can do. Udemy is. Uh, uh, I would like to look at Udemy as an online course business incubator. If you've not got experience online, it's a great place to start. Um, now, what I'd happens also, if? Mark, I'd, I'd yeah. also add to that. Um, it's a good place to start, and also maybe um, for short term as well, because okay. they have the infrastructure already there so you can you can get running a lot faster than what you would doing it by yourself starting from scratch on your own website so it's a good short-term um, lead-in to getting getting sales and then you can graduate onto your own website and your own list and get bigger and bigger so I think one of the main things is it's got its own infrastructure and it's good for um, a short-term lead-in yeah, so I think it's a great launch platform if you're new, because the other thing it does is it, it takes you through that course creation process. When you're doing it on your own website, if you go for your own website, there's no one holding your hand. There's no one there to help you. Um, so it's very good in that respect. And I think, you, the, you know, Scott is absolutely spot on. However, if you've got a strong marketing presence, you've already got that background, then you would have to question, can, you know, but then again, you know, we've had some big names appear on Udemy later and they're trying to tap into the additional market. Um, you know, we've had Seth Godin on there, haven't we, recently? he's He pumped a course and got a nice banner across the top. It'd be nice if we could all get that, but never mind. Um, he got a nice banner across the top of the Udemy page when Seth Godin joined. So I think there is capacity there, but it's a different market. And I think that's where we come into thinking about us a marketing funnel and splitting because i think what we've got is udemy is one marketing funnel and that's a certain demographic there's a certain price point but there's another type of marketing funnel offline and one of the things i want to talk about is sometimes the disadvantages of being unclear about those marketing funnels and who is doing what and for who so obviously i know rob you're doing uh, both so i just ask you which you know what's your what's your sort of position on this was someone starting out and you know maybe they don't have a huge list what would would you sort of be <clears throat> scott on that yeah, I definitely agree with Scott on that one. If you haven't got a huge list, uh, Udemy would be uh, your first consideration because uh, Udemy um, has the uh, infrastructure. They hold your hand. Um, they do all the marketing for you. They do the video delivery. You know, selling a course online is depending on what tool you're creating. Of course, we've got the two ways of doing it on on your own site. Um, however, I would say Udemy is, is easier, just, it's just easier, hands down, uh, if, if you're into selling courses on the internet. Um, so yeah, if you're starting out, um, definitely consider Udemy. However, I'm, I'm in this um, hinterland at the moment, whereby I'm, uh, I've been on Udemy for a long time, but I, I do have a following. I have a, an email list of over 10,000. And I found it very difficult to make um, the the move from selling my courses on my own site uh, because I have educated my email list over to the ways of Udemy, uh, which is the, the all the discounts and getting courses for $10. Whereas if you're selling courses on your own site, you really want to be asking for more money um, because this is the way it's, you're doing it. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense for people to spend uh, nearer the sort of ten, the, the sort of hundred thousand, excuse me, hundred dollar mark uh, for a course um, uh, on, on your site, and and you really need to think about, as you say, splitting the two products and the two audiences, uh, and you really need to think about it earlier rather than later, uh, because it's it's two two different kettles of fish, and I found it very difficult, and that's what I found. Yeah, and I had a very similar experience. I went and what I did was what most people typically do was I had my Udemy courses. So then Fedora comes along. So I can just click a button once I've set my Fedora so, and all my courses go across. Um, and even like Zendler recently, they've just brought out an update on their system where you hit a refresh button. 
and it just it refreshes everything on your course. So if you add a, a module up on Udemy, you hit refresh on Zenlo and it pulls that in. You know, and that for me, that goes back to the days when I was doing a lot of online e-commerce and I had products on eBay and I had them on my own website. So that's the experience we come from. And I found with digital product, the same thing happens. And it's really, really interesting is that on a third-party platform, I think it's easier to get customers sometimes because there's someone in the way. There's, there's, there's someone who's, you know, moderating. There's someone there who's, oh, what's the old-fashioned word? I can't remember. That. But there's someone there who's arbitrating between, you know, you and the client. And then to get someone to buy on your own website, you've got to have a really deep relationship. It's a bit like buying online. So we, we set we had eBay and we had antiques and we were selling bucket loads on there. So we thought, great, we'll set up a website, stick our antiques on there and people can come direct to us. We don't have to pay eBay's fees. And we'll, we'll an exit strategy. And what we found over time was it was a very hard thing to get the transition. Now, the problem was we had the same products on both sites. Looking back on it now, it's obvious. You know, if we wanted that site to work, what we had to do was create really high quality premium product. Because if they've got the choice of buying someone, Mark Timberlake's courses over here, who's Mark Timberlake on my website, or Mark Timberlake's course over here with the Udemy 30 day back guarantee and Udemy is this massive, there's, there's a different buying proposition. There's a different level of trust. And I think that comes into it as well when you're when you're starting to think about it. So the mistake I did was I took my Udemy course, just sent them straight to Fedora, and now I was confusing people because I thought, well, do I go to Udemy? And then when I was marketing, one minute I was pushing them to a Udemy coupon, next minute I was pushing them to um, Fedora and a sign-up, and I think people didn't know where to go in the end. And So I decided in the end just to park Fedora and push everything through onto Udemy short-term, and eventually we'll create new content for you know that course so anybody tim you want to thoughts on that anybody want to jump in yeah I'll, I'll jump in here because this is something that i've recently done i think i think the udemy platform as everybody would agree is it is a great starting point and a marketplace and as instructors we do have an issue with our students becoming used to the the ten dollar deals and everything else and i've even heard of some instructors having their courses sold before the you know, pre-caps, they had a course to stay for $499, and somebody's actually come in and bought that course, and then they've seen the course come out at $10, and they've had a, gone for a full refund and gone back and got it for $10. So I think you know, we've always got this this, this, this problem with, you know, with the discount mentality, and it happens in business too. It happens in, in my area of, of massage, where you've got these, these clowns out there offering circle good service for, for 10 bucks. So what I did, my philosophy is I've also got a Fedora school. When I create a, a Udemy course, because something came up very good on the uh, on the blab that we did the other night too. So Udemy has, has this really good uh, quality control. So I always put my course onto Udemy first, put it through the control, and then I'll put out some coupons to get some traction there. And then using SEO and that sort of stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to get my courses ranking high in that category. And then I'll leave them there and I'll, and I'll take the $10 courses from the organic Udemy traffic. When it comes to my own marketing, that's where, so that, that's where I separate it. I don't even, I don't even market out. I just, I just put some, some coupons up on uh, Best Black Hat, the studio, and a couple of other coupon sites, and that's, and that's my Udemy marketing done. I do lead magnets, so at, at the moment I've got, a, I've got a lead magnet going for my Periscope course, so that then will link back to a full-priced uh, Fedora course. It's the same course. The, no, the two the two Periscope courses are identical, but I've I've sort of come to this this thing that I think on on Udemy, an instructor puts a price on the course, never even expecting to get that money, because they just know that the Udemy are running continual uh, promotions, whereas I think if you believe a course is worth $47 or a course is worth $97, that's what you should be getting. So that's so that's my mindset. And also for my marketing dollars, because I, I do actually do paid Facebook ads, I'm not going to give the, the student to Udemy for 
something that I have created, I've generated myself, and so I'm not going to look. I'll play. I'll, I'll play their game for their market, but I'm not going to add to their market on my dime. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, I understand. Does anybody else want to sort of chip in on this, Tom, uh, uh, Rob, or Scott? Hmm. Yeah, I kind of. Oh, Scott, you got four there. I can see it. Yeah, I well, I agree with what Tim is saying. I think if you're going to be doing your own marketing, and and particularly with Fedora and, and Zendler or whatever it is, where all you have to do is click a button and you've got it, you should be sending people to your own to your own. Uh, if you're doing the marketing, you need to be sending them to your own site, definitely. I mean, even if you send them to your site and sign up for my newsletter and then go to Udemy and get it for 10 bucks. I mean, it, at least then you're getting, you're getting some value. Mm-hmm. And I, think mm-hmm. it, I think one of the things that we're talking about is a back end. If you look at uh, Warrior Forum offers or if you look at Udemy, it's like all this stuff is $10 and that's $9, $7. This seems to be, you know, what's happening in certain areas of the online marketing field, particularly internet marketing, I would think. And so the question then is, is if you if everyone's selling courses in your area for seven dollars or nine dollars or ten dollars, you know how hard is that to sell your course for forty seven dollars? And I think that's the so you I think you need to come to a balance between numbers of people because Udemy can give you thousands of people, or you know, at a cheap price, or uh, you can get a few people at a higher price. And then and then the question is. Not so much. I think sometimes we focus on the course, but like what comes after the course? Do you have a mastermind? Do you have one-on-one coaching? Do you have group coaching? You know, mm-hmm. do you have a weekend in Barbados or something you take everybody to? Uh, I think you need to sort of it kind of expand that. So I look at Udemy as a lead generation where they pay me $2 or $5 to generate a lead for me for something else. And it's not an online course. It's coaching or making their website or being their goal <laughs> podcast, whatever it is. And I think sometimes we just go, oh, I just want to teach. Well, there's lots of different ways to teach. The online video is a way for you. Like, like one of my friends and I, we did a course, and it maybe will make $500 this year. Okay, so he's like ticked off, like, oh, we're trying to sell it for a hundred bucks. We're selling it for ten, and I'm only going to make five hundred bucks. And go, dude, it it took you three hours. <laughs> you know, that's like three hours. You made five hundred bucks. So what's the what's the equation? Spend another three hundred three hours and make another five hundred bucks, and do it until in the year you've got as much money as you want. Of course, it'll it'll amplify and and everything else. But it was like. You go to McDonald's and they're going to pay you seven dollars an hour, you know, <laughs> for your. So I think you need to sort of look at it from a reasonable perspective too, right? In terms of your return on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's the other thing as well. As part of it is, you know, there's some courses out there that are, you know, they're worth a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars because of what they're going to give you, and people can sell them and they're selling them all day long. And I think the more competitive your marketplace is, I think sometimes there comes a point where like you're saying, you have to think about the, the price-value relationship there. But what I like, something you wanted to pick up there and draw out a little bit, is the way the way we do it at the moment is I use Udemy as my uh, shopping cart. So I'll run people through my marketing, and as they go through my marketing, I'm uh, gathering email addresses, and then I'm happy to send them to Udemy because I've got that contact information. And if you're if you're going to do marketing and send people to Udemy, that's really important that you get that contact information because that's your exit strategy long term. You build up a list. That's the how you're going to get out. So, you know, it's not necessarily the best thing for you just to give out coupons straight to your course. You know, you want to find ways of getting people to give you an email and then, you know, give them some value, give them some content, get them on your list and then move them through. Now, I want to come to Rob because obviously you've been doing this for a while now, Rob, and you've been playing with all the scenarios and stuff. And, you know, um, so what's, what's, what's your thoughts on this? How have you, wh- where are you now with your thinking on all of this? 
<clears throat> yeah, well, I, I really agree with with what's been said uh, at the moment. But my thinking now is 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 to create different products on on Udemy as as, as per on my site. Um, what I mean by that is um, when I create is uh, I'm thinking of um, all, all sorts of things. I mean, what Scott was saying is about the mastermind group and the um, uh, the the. The holiday to Barbados was was really interesting for me because I'm I'm there, there's got to be some way around this and 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 where I'm thinking at the moment is that you've got your Udemy course um, which will take you only a few hours to create and you'll maybe sell it for uh, have it on the ticket value of ninety nine dollars but it'll sell for ten to fifteen to twenty um, and then you take that course and you expand on it in your site create um, a Facebook group around it, um, add, and I've just started doing webinars, and I think they're a really powerful thing for Udemy instructors to do. Um, and you could you can just take take them down after a while and add them into um, uh, the, the product as well. There'll be, there'll be five, uh, that could be five hours extra, uh, and, and highly relevant to people who want to buy, buy that ticket that course and um, bundle that together in a, in a more attractive and totally different product and sell it for um, a higher price and I think that that is the way I'm going to go forward in future because I think mimicking Udemy on your own platform is not going to work for exactly the reason Mark said about his eBay experience I had exactly the same experience as that because I ran a test I segmented my list and I offered them the same amount of people, the same course, for the same price on my site and on Udemy, and more bought on Udemy. Mm -hmm. My ratio on that, just so people understand, when I did my testing with Fedora, you know, because over the last few uh, last few months we started on Udemy, but there's been a big chunk of testing in that, figuring out the marketing funnel. And one of the things I found was I was uh, ten to one ratio. That's the difference I was getting on my website when I'm thinking. So I think what where we're going with this is a really, really good point because, you know, it's about Udemy is a great place to sell those courses. But what we want to be thinking about long term is how are we going to upsell from those courses? And that's when people come in. And I'm already starting to think about this. You know, I've got a Udemy course um, and I'm already thinking, you know, there's a consultation behind this because do you know what? There's some things I know I'm not going to share in my course. What? Are you with me? Mark? Absolutely. There's, what? there's some things I know <laughs> that I'm not going to share in my course. And there's there's obvious reasons why I'm not going to share that in my course because I share in my course, that's going to disappear. So that for me is an opportunity for me to say, look, I'll come along, I'll look at your Udemy business for you, I'll come in and look, let's just, we'll double your sales in a month. How about that? You know, now how much am I going to charge for that? Am I going to put that in a $10 course? No. Mm. And that's the, I think that's the way we've got to think is, there's, there's one thing is teaching people at the educational level on Udemy in video format, but the coaching and that stuff we can upsell afterwards and people will pay for that if you can show them that you'll get them success. Tim, you wanted to say something then. Yeah, I, I just wanted because this is this is really really interesting stuff. Because we're going to add on to what what uh, Scott said yes uh, earlier. Yesterday it could be yesterday. It's early in the morning here. <laughs> um, what, what Scott said earlier about Warrior Forum and 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 how like the internet marketing goes with you know, the, the nine dollar products. But what you find on the Warrior Forum is that you can end up spending a lot more than nine dollars if you keep on going through those upsells. And personally, I've got a personal experience with that because I started following a guy called Alex Jeffries, and I bought some of his nine-dollar products, and I ended up buying a two and a half thousand US dollar six-month coaching program from him about internet marketing. Okay, so that's where it leads. On my Fedora side, I've got I've got I've got a course on creating successful online courses, and I'm I'm looking for some more experts to to do because that's people who have got successful online courses who are already earning six figures or more a year through course sales say how, how it can be done. Now that's sitting on Udemy, it's also sitting on Fedora, but when you go to my Fedora site, you've got the base course at $47, then you've got the base course plus an hour's coaching, and then you've got the base course plus five 
half-hour coaching sessions. And so this, this comes back to the Goldilocks pricing and comes back to what Mark's saying is that you can, you can bundle up, but unfortunately Udemy doesn't give you that bundling ability, whereas third parties like Fedora, you, you, know, you can have. And in my an upcoming course, I'm doing something about market research and everything else. So there'll be the, the base course, there'll be the base course plus an hour's uh, consultation, and there'll also be the base course with consultation, and I'll do it for you. So you can do all those, all those bundling, and that's where it, that, that that's where you can make it unique on the third-party site versus Udemy. Mm, and I think you know when you look, at, I tell you where you will find this a lot is Fiverr. Fiverr, this is what people go into Fiverr and they think they're going to buy everything for five dollars. You know, and that's the way it's presented. So you go on there, you buy your thing for five dollars, and then a friend of mine said, I went on there and I ordered a. Um, uh, a leaflet design they did it for five dollars and he says and then they sent me the flat image he says but i was expecting to get the layered image so i could edit it and he said but then i looked down and that was thirty dollars they're with me and then they'll they'll up they'll upsell all the time and i think that's we're talking about marketing funnels here essentially is what we're talking about and that's the way to start thinking about you know, when you're creating a marketing funnel and you're coming off Udemy, I think duplicating the same content, you've also got some issues with possible issues. I'm not sure how strong it is on there with duplicate content and SEO, so I'm not going to go into that too much. But um, you, you've got to be thinking, and I think that's what we're all saying here. You've got to be thinking, how can I take that up a level? How can I offer something different to Udemy? Udemy's got its place, nothing wrong with it. You know, you can sell stuff there all day long. They do a fantastic job. Best platform in the world, I think, for getting started on online education. But as a service, as an offering, we have to be thinking about how can we upsell our marketing funnel to the place where people will um, think. And i tell you what, there's a great podcast on Pat Flynn. Uh, do you remember the title of, the, of it, Phil? Um, no, but I can, we can find it and put it in the notes because it, it really was a great podcast. Um, podcast wasn't it so we can find it yeah and this, this was a guy who for years and years and years what he did was he had lots of um courses that he charged nine dollars a month for and he was doing all right he was earning seven um seven thousand dollars in a month which is a nice piece of residual income and it was on trading so scott will be interested in this because he's got some trading courses so it was on trading and then what he did was he gave away all that content for free he decided one day i'm not going to charge for it anymore he gave all his courses away for free and then you're thinking why have you just done that but what he then did was he would then show his trade. So he'd show his trades on the stock market, what he'd done, but they'd always be 30 days behind. Now, if you wanted to see his daily trades as he was doing and get additional coaching, what was he charging, Phil? Do you remember? What was his yeah, rate for a month? Yeah, between 100 to $300 a month to have this information. So it was really hot information. And people bought it. I think in July he had something like 150000 or 170000 dollars made uh, yeah. within sort of a year he got up to these sort of levels so and that just so he, now doing 170,000 he does he does personal coaching as part of that depending on what package you buy but he gives his front end for free now I'm not suggesting we all give our courses away for free but what I'm saying is that Udemy is a great place to be thinking mm -hmm. this is a good place for people to get to know me you know, we can't market to them directly, but they can get to know us. They'll find us online when they realize that we know what we're talking about. They'll come in, they'll come to us. And that's the way I think we should think about it, rather than just duplicating our courses. Mm. Mark, there's some um, questions and comments that are relating to sort of uh, the pricing on, on Udemy and whether it's sort of on the cheap end. Um, can I sort of bring some of these in now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got yes, we are on the cheap end. <laughs> We've got Robin um, saying, I wonder if Udemy uh, is breeding a new era of um, instructors that will only create courses with a content value of $10, leaving students with an introduction-only type course. Will it peak as a platform and then become just a, a stepping stone? There's been, um, uh, Scott mm. has replied to that saying, people offering only $10 courses will be crushed by people offering uh, $20 in value. So. What's uh, um, Mahana? She's also added. Um, um, Amazon has the same thing with uh, one dollar to two 
or three dollar intro books hasn't put um, deeper books at uh, nine twenty dollars and thirty nine dollars out of business. So, is it, got any thoughts on that on the panel? Because we're saying it's a good stepping stone, it's a good introduction. Is there room for both? I think I think the first thing we think we look at is when answering this is what's the natural price for courses in the Udemy marketplace with the current demographic. The actual reality of the price of the courses is ten to fifty dollars. That's the reality. That's what they're actually selling. You now people will buy the full price courses, but once they bought one or two courses, they won't do that anymore because they've seen the thing. So that's the market we, we're in. So. Um, and then on your own website, you can control that, but the marketing is more difficult. So what do we think, guys? What do we think about the pricing? How do we sort of uh, feel? Anyone want to start on that one? Well, I'll, I'll come in and say that I treat Udemy as an affiliate. And so I'm quite happy to give away 50% because they do, you know, there's been the marketing. And we all talk about, okay, so I've got this course and it's $97 or it's this and we're only getting $10 and they're, they're doing all these things. But you've got to understand that if you're running your course on your own site or on a third party, marketing isn't free. And you're going to be spending money on ads and everything else. And when you look at people who are running courses and selling products off Udemy and you, and you look at their figures and they say, I made $97,000 and they're being transparent and you, and you look at how much money they're spending on Facebook ads, they're spending $40,000 or whatever on Facebook ads to make their 97000 so while, while, while we grumbled about Udemy, and, and I must admit, and I've, I've spoken to some other instructors, that like in the early days of Udemy, they did the occasional $10 promotion and everything else, like, like once a month or once every couple of months. Now, now every day there's a, there's a different like – the coupon codes coming through on, on those organic sales are just – there's this different one every day, which is very frustrating. But the point is if you position your course using SEO and that sort of stuff – and it comes up high in the search for Udemy, you don't have to spend any money on marketing, and, and, you, and, and that's just money for jam. If you're on your own site, you have overheads, and, and, and we'll get into the overheads of when, you, when we're trying to host on our own site, not, not using Fedora, but actually our own mm -hmm. hosting and our own media hosting and all those other headaches. So, so to me, yeah, look, I think if you're on Udemy, you still have to – give value because there's still going to be courses there priced at $97 that give a lot of value that are, are going out on, on a $10 special and they're going to crush somebody who's just gone in on the easy way and just done a $10, a $10 value course because they know they're not going to make any more money. And that's one thing that we're seeing a lot of coming into Udemy now is there's so many courses being added every day and, and, and while Udemy will control the, the value, uh, sorry, the the quality of the course, they can't control the content of the course because they can't have that many content experts. So there's some very good quality course, like there's very good quality production courses that don't really offer much substance on Udemy. Mm -hmm. Now I want to I want to bring you in here, Rob, because uh, that, uh, just leading on from what Tim was saying there. You know, hosting on your own website. You've been, you've got this route, and I know you've had a bit of a headache, haven't you? Do you want to tell people a bit of your journey, how you've gone with that, and how that went, and some of the nightmares you had? Because I've heard you mention it on, on social media. Yeah. Well, how long have we got? I mean, uh, <laughs> I've been, just I've so been... people get a perspective about you to me. Do you get me? Well, they think, oh, I could just do it on my own website. What, what does that actually yeah. look like when you try and do that? Well, it. Yeah, for starters, you want to keep it simple. And I started off, and I, I had about eight or nine courses, and I thought, right, I'll just do eight or nine courses at, at once. Whereas it might have been a better idea if I started with just the one course and kept it simple, and with wishlist member probably would have been okay. However, I thought oh, I'll be clever. I'll move from wishlist member to member mouse, and then member mouse wasn't quite right, so I moved from member mouse to to digital access pass. And moving um, membership plugins whilst you're still selling stuff, it, it can be a, a little bit of a challenge. And plus, you've got to. I even had Vim, Vimeo or Vimeo. I don't know how you call what you call them. Um, one day they just decided to delete all my videos. You know, despite the fact I was paying um, and I was thinking you know how many things are, are gonna go wrong with this site I you know and still this weekend a lady wrote to me said I can't find um, I can't find my videos and she she'd, she'd actually um, created two IDs 
with two different email addresses with a one-letter difference in the email addresses, and that's why she got confused. So, you know, this is all we don't know, but what what Udemy has, done, you know, puts up with at the back end. I mean, they they deserve a medal for as far as I'm concerned. They put I'm putting up with a thousand people. They're putting up with seven million. You know, I I it would drive me well a thousand people are enough to drive me crazy. And some of the costs, Rob. What are some of the costs? Because I know just video hosting is expensive. Just hosting that. What are the costs? Yeah, I think I've probably spent about uh, three. I probably this is just dreadful. I mean, I've probably spent. If I if I if I include um, um, the the VA costs, because I, I I I use VAs to do a lot of the legwork, I've probably spent three thousand dollars on creating the site, and mm. um, I've probably made about five thousand dollars and lost all my hair in the process. <laughs> so I just so because obviously we, yeah, the reason I'm asking this is you know Esme here is a web development company. And we know what it's like to put the back in. Yeah, you can get a WordPress plugin. you still got to figure out your video hosting. Video hosting is not that cheap. When I was looking around, just some simple stuff, like I went on Wistia, which is probably the best out there. Oh, and the reason you probably got stuck with Vimeo is because I'd look at their terms and conditions, and luckily I saw it before I went on there. I signed up, and then I saw their terms and conditions, and basically their terms and conditions go like this. If, you don't, if we don't like your stuff, we're going to delete it. That's their terms and conditions. And it's literally in that language. We don't like you. We're just going to delete your stuff, you know. So don't use Vimeo. So I went to Wistia. If you're going to do it, have a look at Wistia. And then someone was saying, you can go on Amazon. You can do S3 this and S3 that. And I was just, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, God, I'm going to have to hire someone to do this for me. You know, so, you know, but Wistia, just for a basic account, it's 25 pounds a month. Doesn't sound a lot, but when you start doing online business, you've got twenty-five pound here, you've got five pound here, you've got six pound for this plug-in, and before you know it, you're spending a hundred, two hundred, three hundred pounds or dollars a month on just getting the thing running. So that brings that into perspective. So I think that's where we fit into like Fedora. So this is where they're coming in because they're saying we're going to give you the experience of Udemy, the back end of experience of Udemy, but um, you'll be able to do all your own marketing and stuff. Now, word to the wise on Fedora, one thing I'm not happy, I think they do a lot of things very, very well, and I've moaned at them about this, and I want to give everybody the heads up on this. Um, they In the EU, we've got a thing, and this is something to think about when you're selling on your own website as well. I'm just going to tell you about that moss. In the EU, it's called that mess. What that basically means is the European Union have decided to tax digital content. Simple as that. So if you sell digital content to anyone in the EU from anywhere in the world, you've got to collect the VAT appropriate for that country on that product, and you've got to display two pieces of information relating to that individual, which you then have to supply if called on for tax purposes. Now, Udemy take care of that. Udemy, and this just comes back to what Rob was saying, Udemy take care of that. Fedora, Zendler take care of that. Fedora have been working on this since December last year, and I've been moaning and moaning and moaning at them about this. And I, I won't launch a product on there at the moment because I'm not getting a visit from the Batman. Are you with me? In the UK, if you know anything about the Batman, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world, but in the UK, the only person who can come into your house and take everything away without explaining it to you is the Batman. So... You know, and, and so you don't mess around with a Vatman in the UK, and that's the problem there. And I would seriously urge you, you've got a Fedora site, write and complain, write and complain. Um, last time I spoke to them was about a month ago. They might have fixed it, and they said they've got the top programmer working on it. It's not simple because they've got, you know, these older systems, and they've got to try and change it, and it's a real pain. But Zender has solved it, Udemy solved it. So get onto them and complain about that. But other than that, the Platform is fantastic. 10% fees, I believe, if you take the free one. Mark, Mark, just to add to that, obviously you've got the third-party platforms solving the back problem, and obviously maybe Fedora will eventually. But then, if you have your own website, then you've got to administer you've got to do that yourself. And that's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Now I know there's some plugins for WordPress sites that take care of this. I don't know the name of them because. Um, 
you know, I've not gone down that road route, but be very careful because you don't want to be, you know, a couple of years down the road getting a, 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 a you know, a, a VAT claim saying, uh, how much did you make? I think you owe us, you know. And the other thing is it's not VAT rated threshold. So typically in the UK, we can earn £65,000 before we're VATed. Digital products is zero. So they VAT on everything. So be aware of that as well when you're doing online courses. Is Udemy sounding good to everybody? Well, I think <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely better than no, posting on your own site. I'm on taxes and, uh, and server malfunctions and keeping your plugins up to date and all these technical stuff. Where do you want to be teaching people? And I think, I think the you know the simple answer for most people who aren't into building websites and working with Apache servers and Linux is jump on Udemy, find out, you know, test your course. I mean, that's the other thing that we always say in the internet marketing world is test. Well, Udemy is a marketplace full of people who are buyers. It's also full of freeloaders, but it's also full of buyers. So if you've got an idea, put a two or three hour course up on your idea, see what sort of traction you get, and then you know that you're heading in the right direction. And there are topics that will do really well, and there are topics that will do really poorly. And that'll give you an idea of where you want to go in terms of someone starting out. Yeah, and 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 you know, and I know, sir, you know, Teresa Greenway, you know, she um, she has a sourdough bread course, and she's built up a really good following prior to this. She built it for years, you know, and you know, I'm not going to share her income here on a public broadcast. She shared it in a group, so she has shared it publicly, but I'm not going to reshare it. But let's just say she's just got a course on, and this impresses me because I don't even know what sour bread is. Um, sourdough bread and, and I don't think Philomena knows what it is I would do Phil so what you know but she's got a course you know and she's made a lot of money on Udemy with that course so that's almost counterintuitive to me now because she's there's not the market on there for that but what she's got is she's got a marketplace and she's using her list which is what Scott was talking about earlier to come back and buy and she's using Fedora as a uh, use me as a shopping basket and that's that's really interesting. Does anybody else want to add to this? Mara, just kind of just bring in here. I mean, obviously Udemy is great, and we're all the pluses and stuff. Um, and obviously, with, I know with the VAT, it's troublesome having your own website and stuff. But the problem with the third-party platform is you really are not in control, and they can pull a stunt at any time and put you out of business. And we had a very bad experience on eBay with this. We were doing extremely well, selling great. And then they decided to change their policies and brought in some sort of um, best match search thing. They, I think it was the top man, the CEO, changed, didn't like secondhand antiques and collectibles and the secondhand market. And basically, our sales went erratic. And we, in the end, we sort of had to leave eBay. And after that experience, never again will we ever be completely dependent on a third-party platform because they've got complete control and then they can pull a stunt and then you're out of business. Yeah, and someone's talked about that in the, in the, in the side thing. And we've really got to think about this when we ever use a third-party platform, doesn't matter what it is. You know, we learned the hard way. You know, we was literally one of the largest exporters of pottery and porcelain in the UK. And we were just banging out and everything was sweet and we were doing some good money you know and it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and you know like phil said overnight new ceo came and said we're going to be amazon now we don't want you flea sellers we're going to be amazon and you know that guy was in charge for like five six years and you know in my opinion decimated the marketplace because he just didn't get what it what it succeeded as and you know and i you to me at the moment don't get me wrong i am so impressed with their company culture and the way they respond and the way they deal with people and i don't want to talk them down but one well, we're never going to give you advice to build your business on a third party platform i don't think anyone on this panel is going to tell you that and you know you've got to have that exit strategy in place and so when we're talking about this we're really talking about an exit strategy because at some point you want to take full control of your business and yes you're going to have a wordpress site and yes you're going to host it because you're doing you know uh, mega bucks every month you can afford to do that 
So that's what we're talking about, exit strategy. So let's just discuss that for a second, guys. You know, Phil, Phil's brought that up. So what sort of, you know, do you think in terms of exit strategy? I'll start with you, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, that's, that's where I've, I've changed my whole marketing focus too. And we come back to the importance of that email address. Because if you are just purely you to me and just happy for you to me to take that, that email address, then you really don't have an exit strategy because if Udemy changed the rules and and we've seen I've I've got a I've got a Udemy SEO course uh, and we've seen that they actually changed the SEO and, and, and all different sort of results are, are happening in the search. Now that's gonna have dramatic effect for for somebody who was up number num, number one in that category all of a sudden they drop to number 20 on in, in that category just you know, just on a on a change of algorithm. And these are things that you don't have control over. So uh, exit strategy is, is, is important to, to get that, that email address and have a plan, absolutely, working, mm -hmm. working on it. Rob? Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I think about exit strategy every day because, you know, I, it reminds me of the um, 2012 when Google changed their algorithm and a lot of people uh, had their businesses wiped out of, overnight because they were, they were ranking for certain keywords and then no matter what they did, they, they couldn't get that ranking back. Um, and Udemy have, uh, have got history in this at the beginning of, I think it was at the beginning of 2013. They pulled, um, they changed their commission structure, um, which didn't go down very well. It, looking back on it, it wasn't that bad. Um, and then they changed it again the summer of the same year, and it, and it really um, actually would, would have been 2014. But anyway, um, just to add to that, well, obviously it's the email address um, and and your own platform, which which. Other, other members of the panel have said. I've got another idea into this, and I don't know what, how stupid you think it sounds, but I all, all, I'm always looking at new platforms like SkillFeed, Skillshare, Curious, um, going into deals site like DealFuel, and uh, other platforms like for Amazon Kindle and um, and the various book platforms as well. I know there are the, there are yet more third-party sites who could yet um, pull a fast one. You don't know. However, hmm. if you uh, your eggs in one basket, that is at least another good idea for, for not an extra exit strategy, but a strategy to mitigate your, your risks. Spreading the risk. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, there are. I think um, I'm just um, I'm just having a struggle seeing where Skillshare and SkillFeed are at the moment, um, how they're doing. I know a few months ago, a lot of people saying they use them very successfully. But then there was this little blip a little while ago and they weren't accepting courses or one of them was and then one of them was. So I'm not that au fait, but I know it's a little problem there. But absolutely, I think you can diversify in different marketplaces. I think what's happened at the moment is Udemy's come so they become like eBay was when the auction world came off. You had all these auction companies start at once. And the way I see it is it's, it's, it's the same sort of thing. And then all of a sudden one of them's just gone, got it right and gone boom and overtook. But absolutely, yeah, I think it's there's always room but again, I would look at like Skillshare. I'd be thinking about creating courses for them, for that platform, for that market. Not, you know, like I could take my Udemy creation course and create a Skillshare creation course. Yeah, and it's going to be completely different. So I would again look at thingy. I know some people do duplicate their courses over there and, and they make money and it doesn't seem to be across, you know, a problem with people on the two different sites, different models. Uh, anybody else want to sort of respond to any of these points, Scott? Well, Oh, sorry, Phil, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say your point about um, Skillshare and SkillSpeed, it might be because if they were similar price courses, maybe that wasn't an issue and you've got the set similar sort of audience. So that might be why, you know, people are also buying Google sites as well because it's, you know, you're selling at a sort of similar price. So that might, might be one of the reasons why people have been successful. I think there's a subscription model on um one of the sites as well. So it's a thing. Just Scott, did you want to sort of jump in on any of these points? Well, I think I think they all come down to the same thing, which is what do you want to do, right? And what once, like right now, I'm in the kind of the building phase. I'm putting out a lot of courses. I'm building a lot of courses. I'm co-instructing a lot of courses. And I have a goal in terms of a monthly income that I want to be consistent with from Udemy. Once I hit that, then 
it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, once you know you've paid the rent, once you know you've got money for food, once you know the utilities are paid, uh, and you know you've got a little bit for going out for dinner one night or something a month. You, Robert Kiyosaki says you have like financial freedom, right? It's like once all of your expenses are paid, everything else is kind of gravy. You can do whatever you want. So that's kind of my first step is I want to get Udemy to where it's replacing my income and it's doing this and it's doing that. And then as I'm doing that, the other question that is constantly in my head is what do I want my paying students to do? Because I have a lot of free ones that are never going to pay, so I throw them out. The ones that are free that will pay, I'll add them in. But what do I want my paying students to do? And the best uh, example I have of that is my options courses. I have four or five stock option courses, and they all lead into getting a subscription for the software that's demoed in the courses. And so that's how I'm pulling people. That's why I'm using it, how I'm using Udemy as a lead generation. They're bringing all these people that want to know how to make money. I have a course on how to make money. So a certain percentage of them gravitate to my courses. Then I take them and I say, okay, we have a Facebook group where it's closed and you're going to get some more stuff. And in the courses, it's well, and we get questions like, well, how do I get this software? Well, you go www this place, you get, this, you get the software. We give you a free month's trial. And at the end of the month, the people that take it, they love it. They're quite willing to pay the monthly subscription and I'm shifting them off. So my next question is like, what do I want to do in terms of podcasting? Because I have two podcast courses. I've got a third one coming out. It's in review. And I've got two more. I've actually decided in internet marketing, I'm just going to focus on podcasting. So it's SEO for podcasters, that sort of stuff, right? And, um, and I thought, well, I don't want to coach podcasters, but that's a really good upsell. So I found a coach, did a course with him. And anyone that wants to be coached on podcasting, I send them to him and I get a referral fee. So I'm always looking at what's the back end, how can I move them into something other than courses that will keep them going. And software and coaching are kind of the two, two easiest ones. So I think that's what you always kind of keep in mind is first of all, to grow it. Like to put stuff, I've thought about this, like do I, and I've checked out Thinkorific and all these other places and I've even got accounts and probably have courses on them, but they don't bring me, as far as I can tell, customers. So Udemy does, what do I want? I want customers. If I was in a position where I had 50,000 students on Udemy, I don't need any more customers, then I would be thinking probably different. And at that point, would be expanding my courses to other platforms. But at this point, I'm just focusing on the one because I found, kind of like you were saying, Mark, it was really hard to, well, do I send them to Thinkorific or Udemy? Or, and I'm confused in my own head, and then I'm trying to keep track of mm-hmm. And it was just, it's hard enough when you do lots of courses on Udemy to keep track of those, let alone when I've got 15 other places where they are. So when I look at my plan, it's kind of, I'm going to do everything on Udemy. I'm going to get to a certain point, then I'm going to take some of that profit, throw it into a VA and say, okay, put all these courses on this platform and do this, 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 because I, I want to create a template when where I am right now is creating a template in terms of the, how, what, what do I do on Twitter? What do I do on Facebook? What do I do on LinkedIn? What do I do with YouTube? And just kind of get that all sort of figured out. And then I'm going to say to my VAs, do that for these groups of courses. Do that for these groups of courses. Do that for these groups of courses. And if I have to create with the co-instructors the content, that's not a problem. But right now, it's just kind of getting it all figured out. So I'm trying to keep it simple. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing, what we're really talking about is, is like I said, we're talking about marketing funnels. And we've got to, you know, and when you come to Udemy, you know, and this, I think this is really important. The first thing you do is you build a marketing funnel in reverse. So first thing, you have to have a product. So you go on there and you build your product. Most instructors stop right there. They've built their product, they stop. And then they're like, no, Udemy isn't working. And they stop because they don't realize you've actually then got to build your newsletter content. You then got to build your interest content, you know, Ada in reverse. You've got to build your interest content, you know, which is YouTube videos and your blogs and everything. And check Rob coming out. He's been doing this for a few years now and he's got excellent, you know, lead-ins and stuff. So even if you just want to have a look at how Rob's doing, it's great. But, you know, that's, we have to build that back end. And then you've got your interest content. But like we say, what's the same? Where do you go after this? How do you go after How do you build a business? And I think it's a fair exchange. I think at the end of the day, Udemy are given us a fantastic platform. They deserve the money they're getting. Um, but at the same time, we have to remember something really important. 
they want us to market Udemy. And if we market Udemy, they ultimately benefit. So there's a value exchange. So everything Scott was talking about earlier about software, you know, some people might get confused. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Yes, you are. You're allowed to put links in the last lecture of your of your thing where you can mention paid services, subscriptions, um, anything else, but you're only allowed to put it in the last lecture. You're only literally allowed to put a link there so that students can go and find that stuff. And you do me a fine And I think that's a fair value exchange because we're bringing them a lot of people. And although they don't want to share the email, I think they do have to give us an outlet so that we can, you know, take those customers and still we've got them, um, on our website and they've got that. So that's that's perfectly normal. So I just wanted to say, guys, what we've got, we're coming to the end of the Hangout. We're at the end of the Hangout. We always run over, I'm terrible for this. Um, closing thoughts, okay? Closing thoughts. Is there any questions we've missed, Phil? So you guys start thinking about your closing thoughts. I'm just checking to see if we've missed anything, Phil. Um, I think we've got most things, or if we haven't, they were very sort of similar. Uh, Scott brought in, um, Scott uh, Scrocroft, um, online courses are going through a growth spurt right now. How will things be different in one year and in five years? I, I suppose it's part of your 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 plan, isn't your strategy? But you you can only go on the information I suppose you have at this point in time. Um, I don't know if anyone else got anything to add uh, to that. Yeah, I think as a growth market, I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. To be honest. Yeah, I just got to keep I, seeing. I, yeah, I just you know. You think about it, you'd me up to nearly 8 million, I think, students. I've got 7 million, uh, nearly 8 million. That's a drop in the ocean in terms of internet. And, you know, they're getting more and more known. It's becoming more and more known everywhere. So it's a massive market for online education. Um, so I just think five years from now, yeah, we might be in the peak. But in between now and then, we can make some money. We can develop our exit strategies. We can build up our audiences. You know, we're golden. This is the time to be on Udemy. I have no doubt about that at all. Um, so I'm going to start with Rob. Rob, so obviously, guys, to any offers, links, send them to me. Not in the Hangout. Send me a message on Google+. Plus. I'll put that in. If you're listening on the podcast, go to the YouTube video. You'll see all the links there. If you're listening on YouTube, you can see the links. Um, remember to check out my Udemy Tips newsletter. But So we're going to... Close now uh, with final thoughts. So, Rob, what's your thoughts with, with with instructors going through this question, wrestling with these questions? What what would your final thoughts be? Yeah, well, I, mean, I I'm uh, I hope you can still hear me because I, I was yes, having problems yeah. just hearing Mark just then. Um, okay, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I I, I can't add to anything that, that we've said already. I think everyone's made a great point that we need to just continue to create great content everywhere. Um, and um, and you know we are we are doing um, we are sort of onto something that is growing at the moment and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of new platforms trying to come in. Um, and I think I, I think um, we really want to experiment with um, different types of content moving forward um, because I think that the differentiation will help us um, in, in our quest to grow our own business and get the exit strategy working and because there has to be some sort of differentiation. Uh, between us and Udemy. There has to be some reason why people will uh, leave Udemy and come to us and stay with us um, for the future. So um, I, I would, uh, you know, say just more of the same and, and more creation and, and, and more original ideas. So excellent, that excellent. would be my last point. Thank you, Robert. Brilliant. Scott? Well, I would say be focused because what's going to happen is people are going to look at Udemy. They're going to say, wow, like these guys are awesome and we can do the same thing. So we're going to have Thinkorific. So we're going to have all these people coming out. And what they're going to do is they're going to hire some guy somewhere for $3 an hour to send you spam emails telling you to join their, uh, their company. And so what I would recommend is just focus on Udemy. Do, the, do, the, do a series of courses. Use it as a funnel. I found... You know, people buy three or four of my options courses at once. So instead of getting $2.50, I get $10, which is four times more, and I'm much happier with that. And, uh, uh, but, grow, but I would really just focus on creating the courses in Udemy, use that, 
figure out how Udemy works, look at your back end so that you can seem you can get the people wanting to it's not leaving Udemy, it's wanting to have more of what it is you're offering and it happens to be something that's not an ongoing uh, video course. Uh, so coaching or group coaching or software or some, you know, something along those lines and, uh, and just really, really be focused. Then the other thing I would really strongly suggest is every two weeks come to these hangouts because Mark will be on the cutting edge. And when he says, you know what, Udemy is over folks, you'll hear it here first, go to wherever, then that's when I'm making the big move. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always the last one on the bus. I wouldn't trust me, guys. Don't listen to Scott. If you see me on the bus, say, no, it's fine. You're fine. Stay here. That's when you should leave. Okay, Tim. I say uh, get comfortable with Udemy. It is, a, it is a great platform. It's a good place to get started. It's a good place to learn how to make quality content. But don't just put all the eggs in one basket. Everything does come down to the email address because if things do change and you've got everything in the Udemy bus and it goes off the cliff, then you're going to have to start totally from scratch. Uh, look at look at third-party things like Fedora or other other sites that actually let you bundle and value add because because that's that, that's where you are going to make that change whether whether you're value adding for coaching or for services and do not consider doing your own hosting with your, uh, with your host, your video host, four or five different WordPress plugins until you're earning lots of money on your sales and you can afford a tech team and afford to pay somebody to do the support for you because you are taking on an absolute monster. Yeah, thank you. That's a brilliant tip. Yeah, I just want to just say one last thing as well. Obviously, with Fedora as well, you can set up affiliate marketing. We didn't have time to mention that. Um, so my tips would be, you know, same as the other guys, look at differentiating yourself, you know, having a product that's more than what you've got on Udemy doesn't mean you have put rubbish on Udemy and then all your best stuff on your website. We're not saying that. We're saying have good quality there, but look, because you can, if you put rubbish on Udemy, it's not going to sell. You're going to get low reviews. You're just wasting your time. So put good quality there, but make sure you've got that, that flow out. And, you know, platforms like Fedora, Send them an email, moan them about that mess. So when are you going to sort this out? You know, because they're a brilliant platform, but that's a real bugbear of mine because a lot of people are going to get caught out. I know they're working on it, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't stop moaning at them until they get it fixed because they're nine months behind. So I hope that uh, you found that helpful, everybody that's watching. We're doing really well tonight. We're only seven minutes over. We usually go about 25 minutes over, so that's really good. Join we us got, again. I was going to say, yeah. you got Robin's uh, takeaways. Uh, Has he done them? Yes, okay, yes so it has. Let's, let's just read Robin's takeaways. This is a tradition we've got. Uh, I'm just trying to find those. I've, I've takeaways. Got you got them? Yeah, yeah got them. Uh, Udemy is great first-time instructors. Number two, capture lead at your site, then redirect to Udemy with coupon. Number three, self-hosting, expensive versus control. Number four, always consider exit strategies. Number five, spread your business risk. I think that's pretty good summary of what we've been saying, guys, and we've shared some top in uh, information uh, and obviously remember my Udemy tips newsletter you'll find out on SME Hero sign up for that and I share stuff that I don't share anywhere else just to tease you okay so I just want to thank you to everybody who's watched and uh, we'll catch up with you next time